Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Who doesn't love shopping at Target? Did you know the all-new Target Circle is the free and easy way to get the most deals at Target? And when you pay with your Target Circle card, you can save an extra 5% your way every day. But wait, there's more. Now you've got a new way to save with Target Circle 360. With unlimited same-day delivery, Target Circle 360 is the fastest way to get your order to your door or someone else's. Right now, sign up for Target Circle 360 for just $49 for your first year of membership. That's $50 off the regular price. Visit Target.com slash Circle or the Target app for more details. Same-day delivery is subject to terms, applies to orders over $35. For 5% discount, restrictions apply. See program rules in-store or at Target.com slash Circle Card. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am all in. With Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, hey everybody. Uh, we are ready to rock and roll. This is Scott Patterson. I am all in podcast, iHeartRadio. Hello, ladies. Hello, Riley. Hello, Amy. Good morning. How are you this morning? Good morning. I'm more concerned about how you are, Scott. I'm not well. I am <laughs> not well. I watched this episode. I watched Cinnamon. That's not funny. It's serious. It's I know I know it's amusing to you, but this is serious business. All I could think about was like how pissed you were getting with the arm and the rubbing and the like holding. I was like, he is losing his bleep right now. This is episode five, Cinnamon's Wake, air date November 2nd, 2000. When both a distant family member and neighbor's cat die, Lorelai has to decide which wake to attend. Max and Lorelai get their feelings for each other out on the table, but what will Rory think of this? So listen, we're going to we're going to talk about Cinnamon's Wake, which was a delightful 
affair. It really was. It, it it had many, many, many great lines. I mean, this was a superstar episode for sure. Uh, it highlighted the skills of so many people. Um, a little bit, including myself, I got a little bit more into the episode. I actually had one of those uh, funny physical comedy scene with uh, Melissa McCarthy where we get stuck in the doorway. I mean, it was just, I, I really enjoyed that. There's a little tension between the two of There's you, some tension. but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get, we'll to, get that. to that. But I, I, I got to tell you, and, and I don't want to make this uh, a regular thing here, but, you know, the Luke rants are turning into Scott rants. And uh, I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing, but Jesus, I, you know, listen, I am nothing if I am not honest. And that's bugging me. He's touching her. He's touching the elbow. He's like showing up there. You know, Suki is setting up. She lights the table on fire. Lauren puts it out with a, some lemonade, and it's a hysterically funny thing. Here, I'll actually drink one. I'll buy one and drink one. <laughs> um, all good stuff. And then, you know, <laughs> we're having a rollicking good time on the comedy train, and then all of a sudden, here's Mac Medina just, just drops in on a parachute. Boom. Hey, how you doing? All right. I was like, all right, all right. And there he is, warming his way in again. Good to see you. I'm glad you're here. You know, <laughs> I'm fired up, man. I can't take it. I was like, <laughs> he just appeared. It's like he came out of the bush. He's been watching. He's been stalking. And there he is. And Lorelai, Mr. Medina, Lorelai, right, Mr. Medina. Right, this right. is Mr. Medina. Right. right. Oh, oh. <laughs> Although she tapped him with that fire starter thing. She like flirtily tapped him on the chest. He did. Oh, she did. Right. Yeah. She but the did. thing is, is he asked her to come, you know, can you come with me for, I mean, he removed her. For, he's listen, my, the entire theme here is about manipulation. He's manipulating her. Okay. This is pure and utter manipulation of another human being in an inappropriate setting. I'm sorry. He's manipulating. He's wearing her down because she's really resisting. And she's saying all the right things. And I was so relieved watching Lorelai's character this episode because she's really defending, defending, defending the whole time. And she doesn't, well, let's, I mean, I'll get to how she got broken down, but he's a master manipulator. Max Medina is a master manipulator. But he likes her. He just likes her. And, she, and he knows she feels it too. He knows it's inappropriate. I told you before. <laughs> you didn't listen to me. A man makes a choice, and he chose to be a manipulator. They do address it twice. They do have that conversation. Oh, yes. This, in, this entire episode is designed to give Lorelai the impetus to go into this dating thing with him. Mm -hmm. that, that, every, almost every scene is designed, even, and we'll get into this, but even the scene where I pop at Suki, that's a scene that fuels her to go running into his arms because I mean, I kind of go wacko on Suki. I mean, it's a little over the top. Don't you think? I mean, I get, I get really she, angry at her. She does. Yes. Yes. But that was amazing. She does bring up that, which I was directed there, to do. There must be a rule against this. And right. he says, there's nothing in the handbook. And she says, well, I think it's an unwritten rule. Absolutely. But the thing, and, and especially the Babette scene when Babette is emptying the pills into the box and saying, uh, um, and this isn't structured in any way, and I, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm just so fired up. I'm jumping around. 
when Babette is putting the pills in, they have that scene in, in the kitchen at the, at the wake. Right. And, uh, uh, and Babette says one key line that further fuels Lorelai into the Max's arms. It's yeah. You just never know, you know, what's going to happen. And, 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 and then your, your baby's gone and what are you going to do with the rest of your life? And then Lauren had that moment like, Oh, wow. Cause you know, uh, uh, Rory's going away. She's going to go away in a couple of years and, and what's she going to have? So it all, it, again, it becomes about her. <laughs> but her yeah, personal I mean, journey. there was there was a lot to it because, yes, from a distance, I understand why you're a little bit put off a by it. A little bit. <laughs> He's grabbing her elbow. He he said, "Come on over." Here. I mean, this is right in the when they're doing the the fundraiser, the bake sale, the bake sale, bake sale, private school, fifty thousand dollars, seventy thousand dollars in real money because of all the money they hit you up for once you pay the fifty thousand dollars. I know Did this. You just- Lose your mind during no, the coffee I mean, shop he gra- scene. He grabs her elbow again. Come this way with me, like he's like. I know, I know. And then that's then when the- he when she hits him with the heater, and and then they get into the thing. I want to date you. I want to think we should date. I want to date you. And then it's like, and she's defending, defending, defending. I'm going, you go, girl. That a girl. Get him off you. Get him off you. You know, put out the fire. Put out the fire. How were you feeling during the coffee shop scene when well, she slides over? Yeah. Well, and I there was, is okay. arm rubbing. No, it's he took his left thumb and he rubbed there, there, there is motion. left arm above the elbow, yeah. and the he did it twice. And he held. Well, he on. did it. He did it three times that we saw from his point of view that angle of the shot. I, I analyzed this last night. I analyzed it's, this, and she so noticed specific. it the first time. Do you know how she noticed it the first time? She felt it, and she looked out. She didn't look at him and she didn't look away. She just sort of looked up and there was a little bit of a smile on her face. Like, boy, this guy's ballsy. Yeah. Yes. She liked being touched. It, it surprised her. She liked it. And then, and then he started telling her the story. He started telling her the story about his, you know, the, what was it? Who was it? The, the, uncle, the, the uncle, the uncle, the, uncle. And the girl that he, you know, the, the whole lie of a story, the, the BS and then he did it again. He, he started rubbing with I the know. thumb. Okay. And she looked down. That's when she, the second time she looked down. It's going to be okay. And it's like, wow, this guy's really like full court press here. And she smiled. And it was like, game on. Yeah. That's the I master know. manipulator. That is Max Medina. No, he made it physical. Not. And uh, again, he's got game he's not a manipulator he's got game and he knows she's into it but she just needs this extra little push i mean if luke would have been at the counter when lorelei and suki are talking about her getting you know Uh you would have lost your mind but i did (laughs) i did lose my mind and i lost it indirectly at suki and i did say to them i don't know how you guys ever get any work done now he was, he can hear that's his place. He hears, he knows what's going on. He can't show his cards. Right. 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 He's not going right. to get, you know, weepy about it. He's going to get pissed. I thought he was, look, now that we're talking about it, I thought he was just mad at Suki for garnishing nope. and salting and nope. lemoning, nope. but I got you. Mm-mm. That was indirect anger for Lauren. 
do we need to get you help? <laughs> like, let it out. He needs magic risotto. <laughs> so you, okay. If you were not Scott slash Luke, yeah. do you totally dislike them together? No. No, I don't. I think they're good together. I like that, but it's it's not in that setting. The teacher mom. Rory is pleading with her own mother not to do this. She lied to her daughter. Why is Max knocking on our door? What's going on? Then it hits Rory like, oh, what? What are you doing, mom? And she's like, no, 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 no. It's nothing. You lied to me, mom. You didn't tell me about this. No, no, no. And then then it's like, you know, the Max Medina manipulation virus gets on <laughs> Lorelai and she starts manipulating her own kid. Right. Oof. Like no, justifying, like this is okay. And then that final scene where it's like, you know, I won't do it if, I mean, that's how, that's how the manipulation virus got around. She, but she was so adamant about dating that guy. She gave Rory a 16 year old girl under a tremendous amount of pressure to keep her mother happy, guilted her into, and, 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 you know, manipulators are, you know, some of them are very clever about it. They give the other person all the power to make the decision of what they're going to do, knowing full well what the answer is going to be. Right. And she came back and said, it's okay, go ahead, date him. But, you know, hey, Thursday night, keep him out late. So, you know, I can whatever. I feel you. But I also think that Rory gave the thumbs up. I don't. I do. I don't at all. She knew Rory knew full well and explained it to her mother. Uh, before she said, get help at the end of the, 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 the wake, the cinnamon's wake scene. Um, what, what hell this is going to create for her at school. She, mm. she listed all the things that are going to go wrong for her at, at Chilton. If when this dating thing begins, I mean, she's 16. She knew it was going to be bad for her it's already bad for her why are you making it worse mom why are you lying to me why are you going after this guy what's going on get help and suki even calls her crazy Su suki said oh no no uh, rory knows she, she knows you're crazy you know that's all and she goes well th you know thanks for cheering me <laughs> is it wrong that i kind of love it no i mean that's good television right that's that's what you need you need conflict in television but this it kind of borders on character degradation. I mean, it's like how the, the the balancing act in creating a character and 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 writing is, you know, how do you create conflict and how do you get the character so close to the line where it almost starts to hurt the character? Mm. And I think they're walking a very fine line there. It's 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 very risky stuff. I agree. They're walking a fine line, which I went to the side of. But it's cute. But here's the thing. They're putting them in situations like Cinnamon's Wake where they're being portrayed as so compassionate for Bet's cat. I mean, they were, his, Rory was so sweet to Maury. Mm -hmm. And he's, what, what did Maury say? I'm, I'm, I'll never eat clams again. Yes. And Rory said, <laughs> me neither, Great. me neither. And just ta taps, yeah. I mean, it was so sweet. It was so heartbreaking. So sweet. That girl's so sweet. The character's so sweet. And, uh, and then and there you go. Uh, Lorelai's over there. She, she leaves to go over and be with her friend and comfort her friend. I mean, these are very compassionate people and it's hard to dislike them 
in that situation, even though there's all this manipulation going on because Lorelai needs to get some, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because basically that's what it was about. I mean, what, 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 why was the mis scenes are in shows and movies for a purpose. They all have a purpose. So Miss Patty is busted by Kirk and they say, you know, nothing unauthorized will go in your mouth again. That was amazing. You know, that kind of, you know all, alluding to amazing. all this stuff, right? And, and Miss Patty is like, a, she's always, there's always sexual in, innuendo with Miss Patty. Everything out of her <laughs> I love, mouth. I love when she says, I won't tell a single soul that you don't know that young man. Right, exactly. <laughs> but that's the episode. The, epi the episode should be called, you know, sexual innuendo or- Yes, well- or somebody's going to get some. Okay, everybody take a deep breath because we do need to come back because of, there are so many parallels between Max and Lorelai and Rory and Dean. So yeah, maybe in through the nose, out through the mouth. And Dean shows up at the, at the last second the and does the same the thing mouth. that Max Medina did to Lorelai, saying yes. maybe this isn't such a good, uh, look, I like you, but I don't want to force you. And, and then he walks away. She goes, no, 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 no. And Dean does yeah. the same thing. He comes in and says, look, I like you, but I don't want to force you. you bye. And she goes, right. no, no, no. It's the same, it's the same deal. Because they've got game. <sighs> Breathe. I do have a question for Scott. Yes. Would you have preferred the Chilton dad over Max? Ooh, good one. Good one. No, none of them. <laughs> Don't date these Nobody. people. Don't bring your big city values into a small town and act like you can lord over people. I mean, these are supposed to be small town values, and now you've got people macking on each other at the, the bake sale. That doesn't happen in small towns. What's going on? What are you doing? You're going to blow up her education. You're going to get everybody sued. The school's going to shut down in Hartford. You know, it's, it's a scandal. It's a potential scandal. That's why we watch. Breathe. I'm going to take a little sip of Scotty Peace Big Buck Coffee. <laughs> yes, more caffeine. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. This month, we're bringing you the stories of disappearing acts, there's the 17th century fraudster who convinced men she was a German princess, the 1950s folk singer who literally drove off into the sunset and was never heard from again, the First Nations activist whose kidnapping and murder ignited decades of discourse about indigenous women's disappearances, and the young daughter of a Russian czar whose legendary escape led to even more intrigue and speculation. These stories make us consider what it means to disappear, and why a woman might even want to make herself scarce. Listen to Womanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey everybody. Uh, uh, we're back with uh, Scott Patterson, and I am all in podcast iHeartRadio. We have a very special guest with us uh, this week, Ted Rooney. Uh, as you know, he played Maury Dell in Gilmore Girls. Um. And I'm going to read a little bit about Ted. He first appeared uh, as Maury in a total of 19 episodes. Wow, I thought it was more than that, Ted. Uh, I think I counted a few more uh, wow. by IMDb, but somewhere 19? up there. And uh, maybe 23 or 4. Boy, it seems like you were in almost every other one. Oh, you, that's you, great. You, I'm you, glad you, you think that. You, you, I'll tell you. That's a tall shadow. You do. You're from Portland, Oregon. You're the seventh of nine children. Wow. Uh, You earned your undergraduate degree in theater at Lewis and Clark College. You went on to receive an MFA in acting at Temple University in Philadelphia, my hometown. Nice. Uh, You're six foot six. After college, you went to play semi-professional basketball in Germany. I did not know that. Uh, Following your basketball career, you moved to New York City for six years to pursue a theater uh, and, um, and then before moving to Los Angeles to continue theater career while pursuing on-camera television appearances, uh, you acted in an abundance of projects, including Legally Blonde, best known for Maury Dell and Gilmore Girls, uh, neonatologist Dr. Tabash on ER, I did not know that, and, uh, John McGargle, McGarrigal on, H- on, McGarrigal on on the HBO series Boardwalk Empire. Boy, that was, that yes. was a good series. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's listen, Ted. Let's just start from the beginning. Okay. Let's just start from the beginning. How'd you get the part <laughs> uh of Maury Dell on Gilmore Girls? Oh wow. This is quite a story. I walked in that trailer on the Warner Brothers set. Right. And they laughed. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Little like did that. I know Sally Struthers had already been cast and they were looking somebody to perhaps contrast her. Mm-hmm. And what a contrast. Yeah, well, all that energy. So, and all, Yeah, wow. Uh, I did nothing. I, I think I had one line I said. Mm-hmm. They sat me down and, and I faked like I was playing the piano and I said one line and they laughed. And then I left and I went on a trip to Mexico with my friend John, a uh-huh. uh, two-week trip, where, three-week trip, where we're touring around the small villages surrounding uh, Mexico City, the colonial villages. And I thought to check my answering machine at one point, mm-hmm. and there were five messages from my agent getting more and more distressed as they went. You know, one of those. <laughs> uh, back in the day, when you didn't have a cell phone, right. you had to check your messages. Right. And the last one was, you have to call today. You have to call today. And I called and he said, they want you. uh, You need to get up here now. And so I I left uh, Mexico and my friend and then shot this first episode that I was in and then flew back to Mexico and joined my friend. Fantastic. Who was in the room at the audition? Do you remember? Uh, uh, Was was, I think Amy was in there, okay. but that's about all I could recall besides the casting director. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, what's... Uh, Mara? Mara. Mara's there, yeah. Well, sure. okay, so what did you first think when you when you read the script? Um, you know, what were your initial thoughts on, on Maury? <laughs> this is so weird that you're asking me, uh, you know, you know, the guest star routine and you've been there and there's the whole happy family that does the show and you get to try and fit in as, as best as possible and not muck up the works. And and then you go home and you have your life and you have other roles you play and everything. And uh, But the weird thing about Gilmore Girls is with this guest star role, people recall this and want to know about it and what was your experience and uh, it was so much like my other guest star roles, you know, because uh, I unfortunately wasn't quite in the family. Uh, I, uh, for me personally, my hopes got, I have to say, um, I, I got a little, my hopes up. Like, That's oh, not true. this could, you were this could be, this could be, no, no. Uh, well, you mean, you mean they didn't make you a series regular? That's what you're kind of referring to? Exactly. Uh, I mean, as an as an actor, you know, you you want to have that regular gig, yeah, sure. and uh, it kind of puts you over the top. And but I also to be a part of uh, truly a part of a because community is hard to find as a guest actor as far as mm-hmm. in the business. Mm-hmm. But to actually be on a set regularly where where everyone's just happy to be there and you're all actors and you're working. I mean, what a it's like doing you know theater. You know, at that point. But when you when you so, came to the set, it was always you know everybody was uplifted because Ted's here. Ted's here. Oh my god! Same. It was the same reaction. Got, with, with, just the fact that you're asking me these questions, you're interviewing me, and you're like one of the stars of the show. It's just this is weird. It's like John Cleese is interviewing me about some small role I had on TV once. Um, hey man, it's, it's so it's, crazy. It's Gilmore um, Girls. It's global, well, it, and the yeah, fan base so wants I felt, to. I felt it too about the show i felt it's like this is something special the writing is so clever and so tight and all the actors i'm meeting are good actors this is going to be great and so i was in five of the first seven episodes Mm -hmm. and then i just looked i just i i hadn't thought about this in some time because you don't try not to think about these things but um i went back and looked and it was five episodes of the first seven and the last episode i was in uh i think it was um the birthday party for for uh for uh alexis but um i was in 
the Gilmore House with their tight circle celebrating, you know, Rory's birthday. And I just like, this is it. Oh my God, I'm a part of this family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, wow, not just for business reasons, for just life reasons. It was so awesome. And to be a part of a a story that you can be proud of too, you know? And, uh, you know, one of the, one of the most satisfying parts of, of having this podcast, not only, uh, uh, after pitching it and making a deal with iHeart, um, you know, the most satisfying part of this, and this is something I always, always kind of chafed at during shooting and the PR part of it and all that, that everybody wasn't included because everybody was such an important part of it. I mean, it didn't matter how small your role was or how many episodes you did, you know, to the Gilmore fan base, which is, yeah. you know, it's, it's everywhere. Trust me. Cause we're, th- no, I, this podcast is charting in Mongolia. It's charting yeah. in, in, in Azerbaijan. It's, I mean, it's everywhere. So the global yeah. fan base is it's everywhere. Yeah, uh, I know. It's insane. And you, your character, <laughs> you're, you're a star. To the fan base, it does, they're not thinking in terms of, well, it's he didn't insane. do that many episodes. It's like, you were there, yeah, and you are part of this show just as much I as know. anybody is. And that's the beauty of it, I because know. everybody, so many people got overlooked uh, on this cast, and they're and, and yeah. you're all so gifted, and these characters are all so memorable. This gives us a chance to bring you on and it's, give you the credit that you deserve. It's hilarious. Yeah. So what what do you think of Maury? How do you explain Maury? Okay. Okay. Back to the original question, right? How do I explain Maury? Seriously. I mean, just say the line and stay out of the way of the furniture. Um, don't make too much of it. The very, the very first episode, I think it was, um, um, uh, Michael, Michael Cattleman. Yeah. And, um, he did, oh, he's he's jazz- Michael Cattleman, for those of you who don't know, is a, a director on the show. And I think he was also yeah. an executive producer and we all loved him and he was great. Yeah, so he was great, and um, uh, the first scene, I'm like, okay, so I'll put a, I'm, I'll be this jazz artist and uh, put a little voice on, and uh, and he stopped me uh, after the first take. He's like, okay, so yeah, you know, just um, just you know, just talk. You don't have to do any of that jazz stuff, you know. And and from then on, I just I just you know talked, and uh, I was I was I'm that kind of faithful, nice guy who doesn't stand out except for his height, um, and uh, I'm it's that guy that decides to love Babbitt too, uh, to to Babbitt is that her Babbitt Babbitt sorry gee mini Christmas so uh, that's just like uh, she's a crazy person a lot of trips to Mexico said, Ted a lot of trips to Mexico. okay (laughs) maybe take a couple Uh, of less trips you know i'm kidding i'm just just kidding i i love this this is so weird um (laughs) and uh i'm that guy that just showed up for her and said i love you i don't care you know i just love you the way you are and and um so steady eddie you You know the perfect relationship you guys were so in love yeah. And especially that's yeah. so touching scene. It's such a touching scene at the end of Cinnamon's Wake when Oh uh, yeah. And the, let's just go look at the stars, baby. Oh man. And you Sam stood Phillips. There. Beautiful. Just a beautiful moment. Oh, it really, sweet. really was. You guys made everybody nice. feel what true love should be. 
and just dedication you. to each other and true love for each <laughs> other. It was it was very very sweet. But just you know, you guys had some of the best moments in the whole series, which is why you are iconic. You are iconic, Ted Rooney. Oh my God! You can travel anywhere that in the world, so and people weird. will recognize you that's from the true. show. It's that's, that's true. Yes. Um, my wife was teaching when I met her. She was teaching in Slovakia mm-hmm. in high school in Slovakia. So I went to visit her. This is when we were falling in love, and I was courting her, you know, via uh, long distance. Mm-hmm. And so I went out there and spent a few weeks out there. And several of her students just went crazy when I walked in the room because they knew me immediately as Maury Dell and Slovakia. Mm-hmm. That was the first time that our TV shows really started to reach a mass, the world kind of. And, um, and wh- on that same trip, we were in uh, Czech Republic in Prague and the TV was on in the other room. We were staying in this apartment and Gilmore Girls came on mm-hmm. and I came on mm-hmm. randomly out of all the characters that could occur. Uh, and I'm speaking Czech and just, <laughs> Weird, weird. I've gotten, I've another, gotten, a, million, I've gotten weird... a million emails over the years of people living in Europe, and they they text me or they or they email and say you're speaking French right now in Paris exactly. on TV. It's five a.m. I mean, yeah. I cannot imagine what it's like for you, and it's a specific crowd because they're they're Gilmore Girl fans. Yeah. Some people have never seen Gilmore Girls, right. but the fans have seen them three or four or five times. Oh. And so 30 or 40 times, 50 times. We're etched in their brain. Yes. So you must have, you must just like wherever you go. Yeah. It's just nuts. It's crazy. I was in Chicago. Yeah, go ahead. The, no, I mean, they're yeah. always, you know, they're not, they, they don't go crazy. They, they, they're very, very um, um, gentle and very respectful and they're just <laughs> really nice and they just want to share with you what the show has meant to them over the i mean it's very very nice that's true i think the idea is is we we are a part of their family Mm -hmm. or they've the become girls is feels like family for them too just like it felt with me when i first arrived um and so it's less of a it's less of a worship and more of like your hey family Uh uh-huh so listen maury dell husband okay to sally struthers babette or Babbitt, whatever you want to call her. Uh, <laughs> did you love working with Sally? What was that like? Oh, first day, um, uh, little little hint, I know who Sally Struthers is. Um, uh, very well. Uh, we're sitting on the set together uh, next to each other. It's the first time I'm ta- I'm just, I haven't even officially met her. We're just sitting right next to each other. And she goes, oh, it's so hot. And I said, yeah, not like the Portland days, huh? And she she did one little double take and looked at me and said, are you Ed Rooney's son? And uh, she totally got it right away. My dad was one of her favorite teachers in high school here in Portland, Grant High School. Yeah. Yeah. And we always had an all in the family picture up in his office that was signed by Sally Struthers. Uh, So we were very well acquainted with who Sally Struthers was. She was Grant's rock star. And so to sit next to her, I just couldn't, I was like, oh, a kid in a candy store. I couldn't wait to, you know, let her know. And her reaction was priceless. What she a, just one breath. Oh, what a great story. You're Ed Rooney's son, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. And so, of course, we're, you know, fast friends after that. Sure. And yeah. And she comes up to Portland once in a while. And so she, we've had her over for tea. And she's, uh, she's uh, my son Abe's uh, fairy godmother. Yeah, nice. she agreed to do that for us. Oh, that is that's <laughs> wonderful. That is just yeah, wonderful. So, Isn't she great? Oh, she's great. So oh what was the gosh. what was the best moment you had with her on set? 
Can you, is there one that really sticks out that just, well, one thing she's always looking out for me, mm-hmm. you know, she's, she does that, you know, with younger actors and, um, I, they always wanted me to wear sunglasses and I was happy to do that. But Sally's like, your eyes, your blue eyes, they got to see your blue eyes. Take your sunglasses off. <laughs> and she would, she would have me take them off so that the whoever was in charge had to have me put them back on. Right. And uh, that she was always trying to get me to say, hey, you need a few more lines. Uh-huh. Could you say a few more lines? Uh, <laughs> but um, but one of my favorite moments was with her and Liz. Uh-huh. Uh, we were out by the um, out at the um, the uh, hacienda or uh, where Lorelai, you know, runs. And um, the two of them, we were we just had a few lines in, in the scenes. We're just holding court and yucking it up. And it was getting ridiculous because they were laughing their heads off and everybody's laughing their heads off. And you could see a couple of suits that were kind of nervous, like if you got to be shooting here, but just hilarious listening to them riff with each other mm-hmm. and bounce off of each other. It was priceless to, to get to know this person who I, you know, as a kid, was just this iconic Had I just surreptitiously recorded the Sally, um, Liz Torres conversations. And routines that they did on set. I mean, that stuff was oh, you gold. Did? Oh, yeah. They were oh, in the yeah, diner yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah. When oh, they were in the diner yeah. shooting a scene, you know, they were riffing back and forth. It was it was, it was, was magic. It was just yeah. like, God. Old school. It's old school yeah. storytellers, you yeah. know, the old the old comedian, comedians and actors that have all those stories. Yeah. I could just listen forever. Yeah. Oh, God. So you guys, did you guys have that great <laughs> chemistry from the start? I mean, I mean, you, you told yeah. the story, so yeah. the chemistry was there. But on... While you were acting, was that chemistry? Yeah. Did that translate over into the acting side? Because it really oh, seemed. Oh yeah. To... Well, she she was the leader, you know, right. of the unit, and uh, as a person, she was the leader of our unit, and she, as our in our relationship, right. you know, right. Where she'd lead, I would follow. There you go. Um, what do you remember best from Cinnamon's Wake? That wacky episode. Oh, from Cinnamon's Wake. Yes. Yeah. Because the both of you look so great in that episode. What, what, what is the thing that you remember most about Cinnamon's I, I clearly remember that last moment you're talking about. Right. Um, and I think uh, I, it was one of the shows I ended up watching. And, um, and uh, what was cool about it was one of my uh, favorite artists, Sam Phillips, who wrote a lot of the music, for, and everybody's familiar with that, uh, for the show, uh, wrote a little uh, piece for that moment. And uh, it was at the Christmas party that year when uh, T-Bone Burnett was married to her at the time. And I'm standing next to T-Bone Burnett, who's about my height. Mm. And uh, you can't miss him. And we're, we're at the food. And I just kind of started to mention that I was a fan of his and a fan of hers. And, and, uh, and he's like, hey, well, you should come meet her. And he drags me over to meet Sam Phillips. And Sam Phillips was all like excited to to see me because she had written this little you know piece mm-hmm. for that little scene and and just to be a part of Gilmore Girls. She was like a thrilled fan herself, and I couldn't believe it mm-hmm. because I've followed her career since I was in high school. Right. Uh, she's definitely one of my favorite uh, singer songwriters of all time. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and then she's like, hey, "Could I meet Lauren?" And so I brought Sam Phillips over to meet Lauren. Um, just one of those surreal moments where, you know, because I'm just a guy from Portland, it just feels weird to be running in those, 
in that realm, but to have met Sam Phillips and for to have her have written a little jingle for our scene. So for me, that was a Burnett introducing people. Exactly. (laughs) What's happening here? (laughs) Exactly. So super, super cool. Yeah, Yeah. that was that from Cinnamon Cinnamon's Wake. It was just a nice, simple, you know, just be present and be with each other moment. So yeah, you know that uh, that happened to me. I mean, there were several times over the years where, you know, these massive celebrities uh, would be in Video Village watching a scene. And then you'd come out, you know, you'd come out from the diner and you'd go sit in your chair and you'd plop down and you'd you'd say hello to somebody and then turn back and like, that's Brian De Palma. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it's like, what's going on? I know. You know? Yeah. And the, the only thing, thing I could about, figure, yeah. the only thing I could say to him was because we were born on the same day. I said, "Hey, you know, we're born on the same day." <laughs> <laughs> that thing we're trying to find that we can <laughs> say, you know, uh, <laughs> that's it's so funny. You know, somebody like you is is obviously a very successful actor has the same experience, but then you hear the stars on TV shows talk <laughs> about the same experience. Mm-hmm. They're they're movie stars. They're you know. They're just the top of the, the heap and they meet somebody and just turn gaga. And they're like, I'm that um, scene with the telephone pole you did. Right, right, right. You know. I walked into the diner one day and there's Norman Mailer sitting there. You oh know, my God. Going through a script and how are you doing? <laughs> it's like, that's Norman Mailer, right? I know. And it's just like sort of yeah. normal, average, you know, we're going to shoot a scene, no big deal. Yeah. It's just, yeah. God, what a great experience. Um, that is. So the house, look, that house was so tiny. Uh, your your house, Babette and Maury's house was yes. so small. Did you ever bump into things? Did you bump your head? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I have a lifetime of ducking. So uh, uh, I'm in trouble when I wear a baseball cap because I don't see those things right. coming. So I have hit my head many times, right. but I didn't happen to on that set. That was one of those things, too, is like they built a house for us. This is we're we're in here. Right. One of those one of those moments, <laughs> right next door to the Gilmore Girls. Right. Wow! Right. Right. Wow! Right. Can you play the piano? Uh, I can. I'm a hack. Can you play? Yeah. Can you still play the Cinnamon's Wake song that you played? In the, in the <laughs> Did you? Were you playing that song? No, no. They <sighs> had me. They they had me listen to it and and you know mime. So right. no, gotcha. I, I I if I would have been playing it, you could have told that I was not a professional jazz musician, but right. I might have been able to bang it out a bit. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Did you consider yourself um, a father figure to Rory on any level? Where is this question coming from? Um, it's coming from the fans. Oh, they want to know, Ted. They, read, they uh, ask really, really, really intelligent oh, questions. Oh, now you, you mention it, you know, I'm a. Yeah. I'm a, a grown man living next door and she doesn't have a dad, you know, right. we did have a moment. Oh, we did have a great moment. It's in his wake. That's right. Mm-hmm. Where she sits down next to me. Yes. Oh, it that was, was beautiful. Beautiful moment. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, you, you, and she you. puts her hand on me and, mm-hmm. uh, and what was the final dialogue? Clams. It's, I'll never Caps eat clams again. Clams. I'll never eat clams again. But she comforts me with something. She said, really... neither will I. That's right. Mm-hmm. Neither will I. And, and I look at her. She and gets like, a look on her face and tap uh, holds your arm a little bit. It was very sweet. She was great. Yeah. Alexis was such, yeah. for uh, as young as she was, 
she talk about never push, you know, just bring enough and bring, bring, come as you are mm-hmm. so real. Mm-hmm. And, and it's one of those things where you see a really good actor and you're watching from 10 feet away and you're like, eh, they're really not doing much, right. you know? And then the, and then we watch them on the camera and it's like the whole story is there exactly, and it's seamless and mm-hmm. it's just easy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she, she made inst- it look easy. She instinctually knew how to act without being terribly trained. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, yeah. Wow. She did. And she walked and right into a master class with all these monster actors, you know. She did. And, and she not only she held her it. own, but I mean, I don't think oh there was a God. better character in all yeah. of television the last 20 years or now last 40 years. <laughs> yeah. It's 41 years. Um, yeah. So vulnerable. So sweet. Yeah. So, oh so easy gosh. to root for, you know. Yeah, um, totally. What's your favorite thing about the following people? Sally, Babette. What's my favorite thing about the following people? Oh, Sally mm-hmm. uh, or Babette, mm-hmm. which both her spirit, her joy of life, her leading with her voice. Rory, Alexis. Uh, that there are two sides of one coin. They're uh, t- together. They make one solid, unbelievably perfect woman. Lauren, Lorelai. Lauren Lorelai. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, 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 <laughs> she's large and in charge. Get out of her way, man. She'll take over if you want. <laughs> Just get out of her way. <laughs> um, you know, think about the amount of dialogue. Oh, my God. That she had to I, deal with every, I, like, every oh, day. My freak, yeah, Every exactly. Day. She had to stay single folk, single focused. Yeah, I mean, she had to that? do her job. She had a job to do that. Yeah. I, I, that's I not just two that. days a week or three no. days a week. That's five, and then going Can't. into Saturday, so it's Can't. really five and a half. Can't, can't even imagine. And and I, I hear there was a coach on set that you could kind of run lines with George too. Bell. Yeah, yeah, George Bell. He was there. Right. He was there to save the day. Yes. He, he probably, I mean, the show, he lifted the show to another level he because did. of that help. He did. The actors were then free to be because they got past that. I teach, I teach acting and the thing, especially with comedy like this, that's so tightly written is, is a, a, half the job is just getting past the dialogue. Yes. Forget about the character for now. Right. Get past that dialogue so you can be free to be. Until you're there, you're in your head yep. and you're hanging on, exactly. and you're 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 in you're no man's land. You don't want to be there, George. That's not yeah, George. You, know, you don't want to be there. You don't want to be no. surviving and hoping the word comes to you. You got to be bulletproof and right. on it. You know, you got to yeah. reel it to control it. Yeah, and George Bell so, provided that. Yeah, absolutely. He did. So last just last week, I had a, a couple of actors doing a scene from Gilmore Girls because I love to bring bring those out because of the that that's required yeah. you know and it's like basically my coaching is tighter faster come on let's go that's, let's go let's that's go all we heard from and, directors. Faster, and then faster, when, we, when they get it there they start to discover things about the kids it's so well written you just have to ride that wave they don't have to do that right character work as much gets you out of your head yeah you just say it yeah and the character appears miraculously totally. um yeah. so listen you know i uh I have a confession to make. I, I did borrow a few things from the set and and took them home for safekeeping. Did you did you <laughs> did you steal anything from the set, Ted? I mean, come on. 
<laughs> there's only about, I guess, uh, there's only about 5 million the, um, people listening right now. So how many years do we back. have before they can track us down? They can't track us down anymore. Um, um, I think, I think we're free now. Yeah. Um, I couldn't help it. Um, I went into your diner. And uh, we had one of the one of the biggest fans out there was in our life, and uh, I took one of the cups from the one that was one that was on camera, and we uh, you were we the cropped one. A, yeah, I was the I one. Had to fight, I had to fill up police reports. The whole thing they put me into interrogation. <laughs> but you're the, the one. The show was over. It was when the show was over. Oh, let me tell you, last... pal. I'm making a phone call after we get over this right now. We're going to solve this caper. So look, we've been talking about. Uh, in these, this last episode and this one, Max Medina, um, do you feel oh, yeah. Ted that Max was inappropriate with Lorelai? I really well, want to know. That's the question at hand. What does he get away with? And he's, he's taken her up. He's, he's taken her out in this episode, right? He shows up in <laughs> cinnamon's wake to take her out. Correct. Uh, and, and Rory doesn't even know about it. Correct. And he's cool with that. And he is. So I, she. I, don't, I don't trust him. I don't trust him. And I feel like when he walks away there, he's being a little manipulative. That's when he's like, exactly. uh, oh, okay. Well, okay. I guess, you know, um, no, 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 please, please, please. Right. Right. Uh, hey, I really I like you, but I don't want to force you into anything. And then he yeah, starts to leave. No, she... I'm a, I'm just a good guy. I'm being a good guy here. <laughs> I'm such a good guy. I happen to be your daughter's teacher. I'm going to blow up my career. I'm going to ruin her education. I'm probably get Chilton sued, but I really want to like, you know, uh, you know, we're, I want to get her. We know what's going on here. Right. You know, we know what's going on. You know, Lorelai's feeling the romance of the potential of true love. I'm not sure he's thinking that. You know what? I don't know either. I think you're If he's really thinking Lorelai, he probably wouldn't be doing this. He's rubbing her arm. Did you see that? He's rubbing her arm. He doesn't he even know her? he's touching her elbow. He's rubbing her arm. He's touch rubbing, her. rubbing, rubbing, rubbing. Touch her, man. Yeah. If I'd have seen that, if my character would have seen that, yeah. it would have been all over. All over You're for that. So you and me, right? Yeah. You, you know, like, you yeah. got to talk to my buddy well, Mark. If you don't back not, off he, a Lorelei, you're going to yeah. have to talk to my buddy yeah. over here, Maury. Okay, pal? Yeah. So, I'm not quite sure I'd be that direct because he seemed pretty I muscular. I might go and smash his Mustang <laughs> mirror. The mirror on his Mustang. I would destroy that mirror. <laughs> I don't think I have right, quite the cool. cojones that you have. I know Luke would. Oh, meant, oh Luke would just beat the shit. We get really ugly. <laughs> it's like bloody, you know, he's bloody pulp. And it's like he has to go to the hospital. Now the Gilmore Girls takes a serious turn. Yeah, how nice does your hair look now? Uh, <laughs> make a mess of you. Oh, my God. No, but we love Scott Cohen. We're, it's just the character. It's just the character. Yeah, I don't trust him. I agree. Right. I, I don't trust him. Oh, Sorry. But he played it beautifully, didn't he? he and he was supposed to play though. it that way. So it's just oh, a beautiful. Yeah, no, no. Uh, He's cute and charming. Manipulate. No yeah, that's it. what I said in the last segment. The guy is a manipulator. Really? He's just. And oh, he yeah. just. He's like. He's so turned on by her that he's like. He can't stop touching her. Bugs <laughs> me. God, it bugs me. It bugs me even now. Oh. It, Oh, uh, he Teddy. wants to give her a ride in that Mustang. Yeah, that cool convertible Mustang. Oh, yeah. Car. Come on. Yeah. Think about it. <laughs> Come on. It's all a part of his show. <laughs> it's all a part of Trappy sense. He wanted to get his own show. He wanted a spinoff show. He fought for it, but no. In the end, truth wins out. 
Yeah. For Sorry. real? He tried but, to, what do you mean he tried no, to No, I'm teasing. I'm oh. teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> I thought you had a scoop here, man. for, I'm sorry. Uh, but um, by, by the end of this season, that, oh, we can't talk about that, right? I can talk about anything uh, you want, but uh, don't I Don't they, I they seen start it. to get pretty pretty serious? I haven't either. I think they I did, thought. yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I haven't seen the episodes, but I know that I, I sort of know couple of the facts i mean i was there yeah, all the time so, so this conversation is ongoing to, you know yeah sink in it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to see if you grow to trust him a little more with time you know if your no. instincts prove maybe wrong no that's no no i will never no i'm not going to trust a manipulator who <laughs> places his own needs above that of of right. one of his students yeah i mean right. come, on. come on come yeah. on I, I also just don't don't think he's thinking of Lorelai first. Exactly, and he's and he's definitely thinking of himself first, maybe Lorelai yeah. second, but Rory last. Yeah, and Chilton a distant fourth. Yeah, you know we got to get some guys right? together with crowbars. We got to we got to fix this situation. We'll mess up that car. I got the mirror. I got the rearview mirror covered. <laughs> it's a nice <laughs> smash the hell out of that. I don't know. Mirror. I think the mirror. That's a nice car. That's it a is nice a nice car. one. Maybe we I've just take it, and then we show up in the car, <laughs> and so, you know, and we pull up uh, to the Dragonfly. You and me, like you're in the back seat, I'm driving, or maybe you're driving. I'm in the back seat. We pull up to the Dragonfly. I'm the driver. Yeah, and I'm and the driver. and we say, "Hey, you got the Tommy gun." <laughs> say, "Hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? How you doing? You want to come out? You yeah. Go to the racetrack. Have a couple of beers. You know." We'll talk. You call her style. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I'm so happy for you that it all worked out in the end. Well, I'm so happy for you. You know, groveling works. Anyway, so we're gonna do a segment called Rapid Fire. Oh you ready? Oh boy. Are there? Are, are you have points? Is the score? Can I win something? Can I win some Scotty coffee? Sure. I'll send, yeah? you, I'll send you some. Okay, but I got to do well, right? Oh, boy. You better Pressure. do well. Is it faster the better? Yep. Oh, boy. That's why it's oh, called crap. rapid fire. Okay. Rapid oh, boy. fire. How do okay, you like okay, your coffee? Okay. Uh, practically muddy. Can you smell snow? Uh, yes. S-N-O-W. Are you, are you Team Logan, <laughs> Team Jess, or Team Dean? Uh, Team Dean, because he's on Super super Supernatural, and he's so awesome on it. <laughs> It show's over. He's on a new show. Uh, well, he, <laughs> but he was. I'm still watching. It. Yeah. Who's the daddy? Who's the, who's the daddy? Rory's baby daddy. Oh, oh, oh! That's uh, it, it. Creeps me out that whole thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that just. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with that whole scenario. I am not. I don't even want to comment. I don't approve. Okay, that's the prude in me. I'm sending you coffee. That was uh, yeah, I won. I won. <laughs> that creeps me. Out. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. I won. Oh, I never, I've never won anything. Coffee. <laughs> what a laugh. Oh, Ted, you're gold, buddy. Oh my god, oh, you're gold. Uh, what's the best memory of Gilmore Girls? <laughs> best memory of Gilmore Girls. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. 
Best memory of good. Just just meeting Sally Struthers and having my dad, who was her favorite teacher, on the set, uh, hanging out with her, and we got pictures together. Uh, what a happy! Oh, thing. that's great! Oh my god! What a nice yeah. moment! Wow, full circle. That's that's great. Uh, f- favorite Friday night dinner meal. Friday night. Oh, like the Gilmore Girls estate? Or I guess, or because you know, I don't know. You, you were you you were never at a. Well, I should say, okay, so let me see, my wife's uh, a mushroom pasta, but actually Friday night is order out night, so dues, dues teriyaki, the local, yeah, gut bomb, (laughs) yeah, love it. Uh, What's the show you're binge watching right now? Oh, uh, uh, oh, crap, Um, uh, Martin uh, Freeman, uh, parenting, about parenting, uh, breeders. Okay. Uh, My cast, wife and I. Cast member you texted most recently? Uh, Sally. Yeah. Okay. Sally. Yeah. We've gone back and forth through the years. Ted. Ted, this has oh. been uh, this has been a lot of fun. I got to really? tell you. I got to tell I you. A lot I was of like, fun. why do they want to interview me? I don't have anything to say well, about Well, I think, I think, you know, it's obvious oh. why we wanted to interview. You're a great interview for sure. I mean, oh, this, this well, is you're really fun. Cry. I'm never interviewed. I was so nervous because like I, you get interviewed all the time. I've never, I mean, rarely, rarely. The most I was interviewed was when we went to this um, thing on the East Coast for Gilmore Girls about five years ago. The big, um, one of these big cast, you know, everybody fly over there and hang out in the town right. that it was based, this, the show was kind of based on. Right. And, and, and they gave me a microphone and, you know, because I'm so quiet on the set and people have never really got to know me. Uh, that was their first mistake. I, the, the, uh, all the cast members are up there on the stage and I'm answering half the questions. And, I, and I'm just like, you know, nobody else is going to say, I'm going to say, I got, I got something to say. And I was having fun, but you could see the cast like, who is, who, was he on the show? Why, why is he talking so much? <laughs> but uh, that was fun. But uh, I just have, I'm so intimidated. By why the is a man Talking so much. Why? Yeah, what's exactly. going on here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the men oh, have to be yeah. quiet. I mean, what's? Yeah. Why is the, Why is the actor talking? That's what I'm always told. <laughs> the male on the actor, set, I tell myself, "Don't talking? talk, don't talk," because I'm a guest star actor. You can't. You're not supposed to like. Just why is the actor talking? Right. We were basically just the pets. We were the pets. Yeah. We were the set pets. Right. Oh, we're so lucky to be there. We're so so lucky <laughs> to be a part pet. of that show. <laughs> set pet. Yeah. Buddy, Put your glasses back on. Buddy, we got, uh, we're going to reach out to you, get your mailing address. I'm going to send you some coffee, okay? Because you were such an what's awesome your, guest. What's your coffee like? Uh, it's grade one specialty coffee. It's beautiful. So is there like a, a espresso or a regular, or is there just the standard like Luke's diner coffee? We have uh, some whole bean, and we have mostly just ground, yeah. We have K-cups, too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. What does that mean? Grade what? Grade, grade one? one specialty coffee means it's the best of the best. Wow. Arabica How do you beans. get that stamp? What do you got to do to get that stamp? <laughs> you got, oh yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Okay. You know, cool. you got it. It's a whole thing. It's a whole, it's a whole nother conversation, but it's, it's, it's very complex and it's expensive. Okay. Yeah. So, but my coffee is not expensive. So it's awesome. You're really going to send me some. Yeah. Really? What, what kind do you want? Yeah, there's different kinds. Yeah, so, there's. I, we have, you know, we French, have a hundred different skews. What do you the want? Dark stuff. What do you want? The espresso, the, the dark stuff, the dark stuff. You want dark roast? You want a yeah, fr- dark, a fr- dark, thick? Like I said, you know, I like it okay. thick and I'll dark. Okay, I'll send you possible. a. Uh, I'll send you a house blend. 
send you a breakfast blend, send you a French roast, you know. French roast, that'll do it. Okay. So yeah, if you send me a couple, I'll get to uh, uh, use a couple, but I want to save one and put it on my shelf. Okay. okay. So <laughs> we'll yeah, I, so good, good. All right. All right, great talking to you, Ted. And, uh, Thank you. Best everyone back there. And we'll, you know what? I have a feeling uh, you, you're going to be back on pretty soon. What? Yeah, yeah, if you want to. Yeah, I want a, re- a reoccurring, potentially, <laughs> potentially reoccurring. Oh, oh my, my god. god, that's music to my ears. No, um, um, okay, I, I uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Please, please, please. This has been one of the most surreal experiences of my life. Really, I'm in my son's bedroom, right. you know, with uh, little notes stuck over the screen uh, about uh, Gilmore Girls to try and remember to say something, and talking to Scott Patterson, I'm like. <laughs> What the hell is going on here? It's so surreal. And you're laughing at my jokes too. It's like you look like my brother when you're laughing you're like funny, that. Exactly really? like my brother. Okay. Yeah. All right, buddy. It. All right, we gotta okay, thank you. We gotta go. Thank you so much for your time, Ted. All the best. Peace. Stay safe. All right. We'll talk soon. Peace. God okay. bless. Okay, All right. Bye-bye. Take care, buddy. What a doll. Oh my god, he's the sweetest oh my ever. Goodness. Oh my god. Oh, what a nice guy. Wow. Oh my God. Wow. And he really jumped on board oh, with God. your manipulation. Oh, he did. I, he wasn't even prompted. He didn't even hear us say it. Uh-uh. And then he said it. <laughs> oh my God. I still love Max. I love Max. <laughs> He's getting destroyed. All right, gang, that was uh, that was too much fun. We got to recover here. We could take a little break. Uh, we'll be right back with the podcast after these messages. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question, it's going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. 
you know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, we're back. I'm Scott Patterson. I am all in podcast. That was none other than Ted Rooney, all six foot six of him from a tall, Whoa. tall, a tall drink of water is he. And uh, what a great guest. Oh, my goodness. Was hilarious. That fun. He was hilarious. What a sweet man. Right. I mean, what a complete doll. What a doll. Just, exactly how you'd think Maury would be. Right. Perfect. Because Maury is so sweet. He is. And that's Ted, man. Oh, man. Speaking of uh, not so sweet, you really kind of are feuding with Suki in this episode. You've guys got some tension. There's, well, you know, we're, we're two master chefs, if you will, uh, you know, vying for the same turf. You screened at her at the counter. Yeah, that was, that was. Then you kind of shoved each other. Although I did no. think it was gentlemanly of you that you let her go in ahead at the other. wake. A little, there was a little no, pushy, pushy. We got, we, we tried to go into the door with the Maury and Babette's house door with small doorway at the same time we got stuck. It was a funny bit. <laughs> Nobody didn't push anybody. She didn't push me. Mm-hmm, shovey, shove, shove. <laughs> it's not shoving. Nobody's shoving. <laughs> no one lady. I wouldn't <laughs> shove her. She wouldn't shove me. I just tried to get ahead of her. That's why I said, yeah, what do you got in there, Luke? I'm just bricks. And I tried to run up the stairs by her. I wasn't shoving. I was, I was going, trying to, I was attempting to pass her to get in Squishy, first. squish, squish. <laughs> I love that the scene. Funny is, is I love the scene. She's got this whole plan for how, where everything should go. And you're just like, have at it. The brilliance of that scene stuck in the door where it was a camera angle wasn't anything we did yeah. we were just, the camera angle was looking up at us and it made it that much funnier um and it made the door seem that much smaller yes. you're like and it was going just, on with this i i, I laughed out loud on that 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 was fun to watch <laughs> <laughs> and then she i made a little she made a little move she faked me out and went in first and i just stood there <laughs> i thought you were gentlemanly about it like mm, ladies first mm, i don't think so <laughs> uh-uh. okay we were going to talk about Rory and Dean and Max and Lorelai and did you notice that Dean on the bus said, 
Goodbye, Lorelai Gilmore. And Max said the same line. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, parallel. Yeah, yeah. Both manipulators, both um, <laughs> trying to guilt them into a date. Not you know, probably Dean is Max Medina's illegitimate kid from another mother from 17 years ago. You know what I mean? From another state where he pulled the same garbage and got fired. Had to leave the state. And that's going to be like in the part two of the revival, if there ever is one. You know, They're that, just that'll boys be the story. that are a little bit shy, mm-hmm. dipping their toe in the water, but trying to work their game. But I th- listen, I think Dean was genuinely put off. I think he genuinely sort of laid down his sword and said, wow, I don't really want, I don't want to bother you. You know, because she really, she did, was not terribly friendly to him on the bus. I mean, she was kind of, uh, I mean, she was so overwhelmed by it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that she reacted in a way that could be interpreted by a, a sensitive young boy. Mm-hmm. as Dean was, uh, as being like, I'm not interested. Get away from me. You know, Hey, the bus, uh, no, you're we're just going all the way to Hartford. You got to get off bus driver. Stop the bus. It's good. You know, <laughs> she's just shy and awkward, shy and awkward. That's all right. Doesn't know how to handle it from that. Mm-hmm. Another tall drink of water, <laughs> the illegitimate son of Max Medina that we're going to find out. We're going to find, we're going to peel that layer back and we're going to be shocked. It's going to be shocking. Um, but no, I think he. I think he was being very earnest, uh, uh, and I don't think he was being manipulative. It was. It was just something in his DNA from his father, Max Medina. Uh, but I think. <laughs> but I think Max was. I think he was being manipulative. Well, it, it was shocking to me that Ted, aka Maury, used the word manipulative. Yes, and he, he did not hear us before. No, nope, he didn't. Mm-mm. So that was, that's two dudes now mm-hmm. that thought Max was manipulative, where I think he's charming and just has a lot of game. I'm, I would be dude one. I'm dude one. And You're dude one. He's dude two. It's actually, he's <laughs> dude one. I'm dude two. Um, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's. I just think Max really likes Lorelai and is going for it. He's very bold. He is super bold because he literally said, I think we should date. It was like, not like, I think we should hang out or go on a date. It was, I think we should date. And I was like, whoa. How much do you have to think of yourself? I mean, you must think that you're pretty hot stuff to disregard your career, your code of uh, unwritten code of ethics, (laughs) your students future. uh, And the relate, but I mean, that could fracture the relationship between mother daughter. He didn't care. He just wanted to rub, rub, rub thumb and then he wanted to rub other things and rub 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 and that's all he was thinking about okay totally unfit to be an an authority figure you know what i mean he was it was totally unfit the only part i did think was a little weird yeah was when because i love max i'm all max i'm team max right now (laughs) was when he said i know how to be discreet that that gave me a little bit of a ooh, what (laughs) it's like (laughs) That was. That's a sign of a professional who's done it many times. That's a serial violator of ethics. That that was a hint, creepy. Yeah, I'm hoping he'll come back strong Mm -hmm. from that, Mm -hmm. which he does. Which yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll say. Um, Am I going to be triggered further by this character? Oh god! Oh god! Yeah. Poor cinnamon. We haven't even talked about poor cinnamon. Yeah. Well, that was probably the funniest scene. (laughs) 
You know, Sally Struthers is a comedy genius. She knows how to take a funny line and make it just laugh out loud funny. And I knew it, darling, when he fell off the couch and shot across the wax floor and ran into the light and he didn't move after the, you know, I mean, it's like, really? How funny is that woman? How is she not nominated? I'm going to keep saying this until people tell me to shut up. (laughs) That woman deserved supporting actress nominations up and down the wazoo on all the big awards. And she never received one. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. And Rory says, our town is weird. And Lorelai says, thank, thank God. Thank God, right? Thank God. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about in the very beginning opening scene, the dinner, the Friday night dinner mm-hmm. without Richard because he's in Germany. Right. That banter. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And your cousin and I don't know this cousin. and But it's like, it's like <laughs> the contempt between... And that's the nuclear fuel, right? Mm-hmm. The contempt between mother and daughter uh, is so palpable. I mean, those two just hate each other. I mean, she hates her own mother with such a purple <laughs> passion. It's just like <laughs> so good, though. And then, yeah, and then the call at the end of the episode. But I mean, no, but but at the end of that dinner scene, you know, Rory laughs at, at Emily's joke. Yeah, yes, and it's like Emily wins again. Emily wins again. And Rory was the one saying, don't tell her you went to Cinnamon's right. wake. Right. You're going to hurt her feelings. Right. Rory's always sort of trying to play both sides because right. she loves them both. Right. Is Lorelai rubbing <laughs> off on Emily with her humor and her jokes? No, that's where Lorelai got it mm-hmm. from. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's where she got it from. So she took that sort of, you know, that very sophisticated, very educated sort of big city mentality and put it into Stars Hollow. And this is what you get. You get people running around their own daughter's backs trying to Mac with the with the Max Medina. That's what you get. And you get those zany conversations at dinner, which are just like, huh? I mean, she, you know, didn't mock Suki because she didn't know what metaphorically meant, Right. When she was talking right. at the diner, right? So <laughs> right. it's like showing the level here. And, uh, but they're still great friends, still loves her, the whole thing. But, um, and then she has, you know, you know, she becomes the Suki in the, in the dinner scene where the mother is like sp- talking right over her head and she doesn't get it. So I'm Riley, and here's our pop culture references. Rory's at the bake sale at Chilton and she asks for home, home goods. And Rory says, by someone other than Dolly Madison. <laughs> Dolly Madison was a, you know, a, a commercial chef, right? Some kind of uh, Dolly Madison products and cakes. and Yep, right? correct. I think. Yeah. They myself. definitely eat those at the Gilmore household. Oh, sure. Lorelai talks to Lane and says, where does your mom think you are? And Lane says, on a park bench, contemplating the reunification of the two Koreas. <laughs> there you go. North and South Korea, you know, uh, can't really get into politics here, but yeah. <laughs> I think we all know Let's not what, touch that. what that means. <laughs> and oh. Lorelai says, mm. not here, skinking to Rancid. Rancid? Oh, Rancid the band. Yeah. Rancid the band. The, yeah. What is that, a death metal? They're death metal? Yeah. yeah a punk rock band. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Max says, very Henry VIII. Lorelai says, we're not into subtle. <laughs> <laughs> I need to research Henry VIII. Uh, we need a history lesson on a that. A glutton, not a subtle person, overweight. Overeater, overconquer oh, okay. the whole thing. I have it, but it was also a Shakespeare play. And 
In the Blay, in 1613, a cannon shot employed for special effects and ignited the whole theater. Oh. So not not here for subtle. The Globe Theater? It's, yes, about the Globe Theater. Thank you. Wow. Good job. <laughs> Rory's talking to Lane and she says, Philadelphia. And Lane says, oh, M. Yes. Night Shyamalan lives there. Oh, wait a minute. That's my hometown. What are they just in my hometown for? No. Did you know M. Night Shyamalan is from your hometown? Yes. I, there's a lot of people from my hometown. <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of great people. I also think that reference works. No, but, I know but, who M. Night no, no, Shyamalan no. It, is. It was an attitude. It's like, of all the cities in the world you'd want right, to live, you right. choose Philadelphia. Like, what's right, wrong with Philadelphia? Right. See, it's an attitude on the Northeast, really, because they consider Philadelphia <laughs> to be, you know. Special. True, true, true. It, it's a thing. You know this, right? It's a thing. Lorelai says, life is a funny thing, huh? And Sookie says, yeah, I love that Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah. The painter. Still works. The painter. He's a painter. Right? Isn't he a painter? Oh yes, Jim Carrey is a painter. He's a painter. Also, oh, he is. Dumb and Dumber, and also one I... of the funniest uh, um, the award show appearances ever. Yes, when he dressed up like the uh, the cool <laughs> the rocker stoned out rocker, and he gets up there to accept an award, and he goes, Ugh. "Yeah, <laughs> he <does> that, <laughs> whole routine. that was genius." Suki says, "Oh, very serious face, Jean Paul Sartre." Father of existentialism. Whoa. No idea. Correct. Wow. You didn't know Sartre? No. No exit, all that stuff. All right. Luke says, you don't do yoga on the Dalai Lama's mat. I got that. Yeah, Dalai Lama. You don't step on Superman's cape. Mm. That's another good one. Uh, Yeah. A little Jim Croce for you. Yeah. You don't know that. <laughs> I do. Are you kidding? I'm old. Of I course I know Jim Croce. <laughs> okay. um, Lorelai says, information that would have come out eventually, like the Iran-Contra scandal. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. And they, they mentioned Oliver North. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Did you get that, youngster? I did not. Yeah, you, you're not going to know. That's when Reagan was trying to raise money for uh, fighting communists in Nicaragua and... Uh, the Congress wouldn't uh, approve funding. I don't want to think about what they're not teaching you kids in so he history class. So he had to class. go around and do, they did some things. They did things in the Gilmore dark Girls is really night. exposing my lack of history knowledge that I'm <laughs> yes. learning. It's a weakness I've found. you got to be smart to watch Gilmore Girls. Darn right. Because if you're going to get all these references, you got to know a lot of stuff. Yeah. I know all the movies and the cart- cartoons, just not the history. <laughs> <laughs> There's two more. Keep going. Lorelai says, you can't always control who you're attracted to. You know, I think the whole Angelina Jolie, Billy Bob Thornton thing really proves that. I love that line because even though now we think about Angelina Jolie with Pitt, the Billy Bob Thornton era was pretty uh, amazing. Mm -hmm. And they were wearing their blood around each other's necks. I think like, you know, uh, when I, when she was young, and when she first came out, I, you know, I think everybody had a big crush on her. Um, I actually wrote two screenplays for her. No way. Yeah, I tried to get them through to her people. And I knew, I knew her manager and I tried to slip him a script. <laughs> but when she, the Billy Bob thing happened, I didn't understand it at the time. But then um, I met him. Uh, socially, and he's he's actually a pretty cool dude. Really nice guy. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, he's an interesting, smart, talented, cool mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot 
you know, it, it, you know, he's a very good writer. He's a very good actor. Mm-hmm. He's a very good musician. You know, he's a multi hyphenate. So there's, yeah, you know, and she, you know, she's an LA girl, right? Mm-hmm. She grew up, uh, she grew up in LA and that's, uh, they're free spirited, free wheeling types of gals, man. Yeah. You know, Blood wearing yeah, they're, necklaces. They're, yeah. They're setting the trends, man. <laughs> Everything comes from California, right? Okay, the last one I have, Lorelai mentioned she wants to be part of the Bangles, which I had no idea who that was. Manic Monday? What? Walk like an Egyptian? I do know that one. I didn't know it was the Bangles. Oh my God. <laughs> and what was interesting is when you made the show, they were broken up. They have since gotten back together. Oh, they have. Yeah. Susanna Hoffs was the lead singer and they had broken up, but they are back together. I mean, I don't know if they're like touring right now, but yeah, they definitely Good reunited and went on tour. Yeah. There's, there are opportunities for touring for all those like seventies and eighties bands. If they're still, if they can still do it. Yeah. Riley, you need to get on your iTunes and listen to Manic Monday. That's my homework. I'm on it. <laughs> my favorite line was from Emily when she's on the phone with Lorelai and she says, I'm looking up aneurysm in our medical dictionary to see if I just had one. <laughs> The counter is a sacred space. My sacred space. Oh, that's my line. Yeah. Oh my the god! I made I made the cut. All right. You did. Um, you know, I had a couple. Uh, you know, I can't. I can't get over Michelle. I just love him. <laughs> I just love him when he when he turns to her and says, "Kill me, kill me now." <laughs> like I love that guy. Um. And then uh, I think really uh, that that competes with there's so many good lines. Jeez. Oh, we forgot lettuce and a mouse trap. Lettuce and a mouse trap. <laughs> <laughs> and then no, but I think Emily at the end when she says, uh, "Oh, what you're going to a raccoon's wedding next or something?" Yes. Like that. <laughs> I was like, you knew, you knew Emily was going to deliver the goods. You knew it. Oh, so, so good, so, so great. So it's a tie. Long shall we remember cinnamon. But I, you know, look, the upshot here is for me, right? Because since I'm experiencing this for the first time, the upshot for me is, you know, we're we're talking a lot about this, what I consider to be a smarmy uh, private school teacher who's acting in inappropriate and unethical ways. But uh, the thing that we're not mentioning is, um, and we have, we've, we've alluded to it a little bit, but but how sweet these, this mother daughter is to take time away from studying for Rory and take time away from her job at the dragonfly to come over and comfort Babette, throw a party. The community comes together, throws her a party, make her feel good. They're worried about her. You know, it's a big deal. The mother doesn't understand. That's exactly what Lorelai needed to get away from so that she could live a real life and really love people and know what real community was and know what real love outside of the country club was yes. and outside of, you know, a status driven life and out of all of that stuff that makes people incredibly nasty um, and not inclusive. So she wanted to be in a place that was real and yeah, she might, you know, have brought with her the DNA and some of the condescension and the, the quippy, quippy, quippy lines and the, the, you know, looking down her nose at certain people. But I think she genuinely loves being there and she loves the people. Mm-hmm. And that's how she wants to yeah. raise her daughter. That's why I think Cinnamon's Wake was so, it was so powerful for me because look at this. Everybody wants to live in a town like that. A lot of people yeah. do live in towns like that. Or somebody's cat dies and it's like, it's an event and you want to go comfort 
that person. And what a beautiful testament to um, those characters that they, they took the time to be there for each other, whether there's little conflicts here and there. I think the Max Medina thing is like, that's an outlier. That is just like, that's Darth Vader coming in and, into a little, little nice little village, and he's gonna blow it all up. <laughs> it's like you gotta defend, you gotta defend the good, the good versus the evil. But, uh, um, you know, very very charming episode. I mean, very very <laughs> touching. And I think uh, for me, acting wise, uh, Sally Struthers stole the show. Mm-hmm. She moved me so deeply. Uh, the, you could really feel the loss. Yeah, um, and her trying to overcome it, and giving that that mo- motherly advice uh, to Lorelai to you know, yeah, sh- you know, don't you know, maybe Darth Vader isn't such a bad idea. You know, <laughs> dating Darth Vader is not a bad <laughs> idea. I apologize to George Lucas, um, but anyway, yeah, uh, that's the takeaway for me. Also, um, you know, just how sweet Rory is. God, mm-hmm. wow. I mean, just uh, just such a vulnerable, sweet, yet, you know, kind of, you know, she's got, she's a little bit tough underneath, you know, mm-hmm. don't mess with her. But and now we get, are going to get to see everything happen right. with Dean. But she's not going to lose who she is at her core, which is this sweet, trusting girl um, in order, you know, to get, to get through life. She's going to she's maybe the one that's going to stick to her, her real small town core values because she doesn't have, she's got the D, the Emily DNA, obviously. Right. Uh, and she has that, but it's not, it hasn't corrupted her. Um, and it, and it probably won't, but a very sweet character. I just, I just, I really think that the Rory Gilmore is the heart of this show. I don't think it's the relationship ship between Lauren and, and Kelly. I think it's, it's really just about, it's about Rory and her relationship mm-hmm. with her mother. And she's got to deflect all this crazy stuff happening in her life because these people are so toxic and they're so narcissistic. And sometimes they can be really selfish on the other hand, because they're human, they can be, you know, they have their flaws, but they're also, uh, you know, doing the, everybody's doing the best they can and they're making mm-hmm. some mistakes and that's life. So anyway, I'm I'm really hooked on the show. I really love this show. I really do. I it's 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 toying with my emotions. Yeah. It's, it's really putting me on a roller coaster. So well, buckle up because I think next week is Rory's birthday party, oh and I feel like whoa, something's, something's big. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's just such a it's such a wow. I mean, I almost I was you know it was midnight. I went. I had to go to bed. I wanted to watch it again. <laughs> I know. I, I, I have to force myself to not watch. Right. I, me too. Me too. Listen, I, uh, I released a single. You can get it on all the major platforms, uh, Apple, iTunes, uh, Spotify, what have you called surrender. We released it last week. So go check it out. It's a love song about the one that got away. Anyway, that's a wrap. Episode five cinnamon's wake. Love this episode. Can't wait to see the next one. Uh, Ted Rooney was great. Uh, Great seeing you guys. And uh, just, we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.
listening. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. Oh, you Gilmore fans, if you're looking for the best cup of coffee in the world, go to my website for my company, scottyp.com, S-C-O-T-T-Y-P.com, scottyp.com. Grade one specialty coffee. Ah, summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich man Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts